You know, when I said last week before this road trip got underway that a successful road trip would result in, I don't know, I think I said five points was the number. I said that with the full intention that the Golden Knights would at least get four. They didn't get five, and they didn't get four. Mass hysteria has landed in Golden Knights land, at least on Twitter. I haven't gone outside to find out if anything uh, has blown up or anything of that sort. But uh, this is not a good time for the Golden Knights at this moment. Uh, On that note, welcome everybody to another episode of Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Monday, November 11, 2019. It is the beginning of the work week. I at least hope for your sake that is off to a fantastic start. I would also venture to guess that if your Monday is as going as bad is going as bad as the Vegas Golden Knights coming back home from this four-game road trip that we've been talking about ad nauseum for the last week and a half. If it, if your Monday is as bad as the Golden Knights are right now, I will pray for you. I, I because who could have seen this coming? Who could have seen this coming? I, I don't even think anybody thought in their wildest dreams that we would be here on Monday talking about the Golden Knights finishing this four-game road trip with a grand total of three points out of a possible eight. We've got a lot to talk about today. And I hope you are excited at least to join me on the ride for today. So welcome, everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, site manager for SB Nation's Nights on Ice. And if this is the first time you are listening to this podcast, I would kindly suggest that you get a bucket of popcorn, maybe your favorite beverage, Maybe uh, maybe a little uh, midday snack. If you're listening to this toward the afternoon, I would highly suggest you get something, get comfortable, and get ready. Because the, I'm not one to normally talk about negative things in a manner in which I can coherently put them together in a, in a way that makes me a very agitated commentator. But we might be able to reach that point today with this episode. Um, You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are more than likely on there. Uh, If you are listening to Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave us a rating and a review. Uh, Helps the podcast, helps people find the podcast, and any comments and feedback helps me become a better host, better podcaster, and all that is greatly appreciated. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. And you can send an email to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. So where, oh, where do we begin? Where do we even begin to describe the unmitigated collapse and absolute failure by the Vegas Golden Knights in this four-game road trip? We've been talking about it nonstop for the better part of almost a week at how crucial this road trip was going to be because the way that the golden Knights were going in to this road trip, having lost in overtime to Montreal, having lost in overtime to Winnipeg, 
going on this road trip was going to be of the utmost paramount for the Golden Knights. And how they responded on this road trip was going to lead to at least some would hope better success going in to this stretch of the next couple of weeks where they will have five of their next six at home. They got off to a great start on Tuesday, defeating Columbus 2-1, to one, probably in a game that should not have been 2-1 to one, and probably a game that Vegas should have won or they should have lost. Um, but nevertheless, they got the victory 2-1. to one. We go to Thursday against Toronto, a one-goal lead in the third period. Malcolm Subban is playing the game of his life, and Toronto comes back because Vegas committed one penalty too many. And they lost 2-1 to one into overtime against Toronto on Thursday. Now we go to Saturday, where the Golden Knights know this opponent very well, the Washington Capitals, a team that Vegas has not had much success against since they lost the Stanley Cup final to them two years ago. Um, and it showed go- very early into Saturday's game, The Golden Knights gave up the first goal of the game 58 seconds in, pacing Washington to a 5-2 shell-shocking at the hands of the Capitals. And for the most part in that game, the Golden Knights once again were in prime position to at least steal a point or keep the game close. They were they uh, tied it up, or they were down two nothing. They scored, make it two to one. Uh, Washington got a goal back to make it three to one, and then Riley Smith cashed on the power play to make it three to two. And then Vegas couldn't get anything after that, and gave up uh, two more goals, one of the empty net variety, and the Golden Knights lost to the Capitals five to two. Then we get to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The Vegas Golden Knights in need of a win to consider this road trip a success. Going to Detroit for a back-to-back against the Red Wings, the lowly Red Wings, who had just acquired Robbie Fabry from the St. Louis Blues They had come into this game having lost 12 of their last 14. They were also fresh off a victory against the reigning Eastern Conference champion Bruins. So one would have to think either one of two things. The Red Wings were somehow going to shock the world or the Golden Knights were going to handle business the way they know how. The Golden Knights did not handle business again. Against... The lowly Red Wings, who I guess they're not lowly anymore because now with three wins in their last uh, two, 12, 11, 15. So three wins in the last 16 games. The only three wins in that stretch, the Edmonton Oilers, the Boston Bruins, and the Vegas Golden Knights. The Red Wings off a un, unfathomable error by Braden McNabb with 30 seconds to go. A cross-ice pass from Robbie Fabry to Anthony Mantha. McNabb, playing the neutral zone, decides to play the puck, tries to play hero, tries to get the turnover, and tries to set up something for a late Vegas win. McNabb, with the unfathomable mistake of missing the puck, 
Mantha gathers it along the boards, walks in on Malcolm Subban, roofs it over him, 3-2 to two, with 30 seconds to go, and that would be your final score. The Golden Knights lost to the Detroit Red Wings. One more time for the people in the back that I don't think have let it sink in to this point as of Monday. The Golden Knights lost to the Detroit Red Wings. The Golden Knights have now lost six of their last eight. I don't want to hear anything about a pity point. I don't want to hear anything about overtime losses. I don't want to hear that the Golden Knights were on a five-game point streak heading into Saturday's game against Washington. I don't want to hear any of that. The Golden Knights have lost six of their last eight, and it is a miracle that they have not fallen out of favor in the Pacific Division already. Now, I'm going to say the same line that I have been saying multiple times over the course of the last couple of weeks. It's still early November. I get it, okay? But this was the opportunity for the Golden Knights to finally break through. You just suffered two ridiculous losses at home. Your home record is abysmal to this point. You should be in a much better position than where you are at this juncture. You are coming off two games to cap off your homestand where you are facing teams that are playing the second half of a back-to-back. You blew two two-goal two leads twice, and you lost the game in overtime. Heading into this road trip, you're talking about how you bonded over this road trip, how you had to get, a, you probably have to get away from home for a little bit to kind of offset everything, hit the reset button, come back and play well in this, in this road trip. And I will say for about two of those four games, the Golden Knights did just that. The fact that they won in Columbus, which was a fairly good effort, and the fact that they were mere t- about 10 minutes away from beating Toronto. Had it not been for committing 3 million penalties and then a turnover by William Carlson leading to the Tavares goal, had it not been for that, the Golden Knights would have won that game. And safe to say, those two games, they played well. Washington, they were not ready. They were not ready for Washington. It's been a common theme against Washington since they lost the Stanley Cup final. They just don't look like they're on Washington's level. They don't. And it showed 58 seconds in, they scored a goal, then Washington uh, scored another goal, and then Vegas had to play from from behind for the rest of the game. They were not ready, they were shell-shocked, they were caught flat-footed, and just not their night. Sunday night was probably uh, an unmitigated disaster. If you are looking at this through the lens of the Golden Knights compared to where this team should be and where they're playing right now, it is an unmitigated disaster. The Golden Knights did... Let me me put in this perspective. The Vegas Golden Knights had 19 shots on goal on Sunday night. 19 shots on goal. They had 10 in two periods. You want to know how many shots the Detroit Red Wings had in this game? Also 19. 
There is no reason, even if you are playing the second game of a back-to-back, even if you're playing Malcolm Subban, who I have been saying after after the Toronto game, they were playing well. He was playing well. There was literally nothing that screams Vegas should have lost that game against Detroit. But I will say this was not Subban's finest hour because he would like those first two goals back. The first, the first goal that was scored, it's a one-timer for Anath. I can never pronounce Andreas Anathas. I, I can never pronounce his name correctly. I apologize for that. Anyway, one-timer from the right circle. Subban should have made that save. Clear as day. The second goal, I think Subban was anticipating the puck coming through the five hole. It goes past his pad. And if he makes the save... Then Detroit goes on the power play because Carrier tripped him in the attacking zone. And maybe they would have eventually tied it up on the power play. But to have that goal, that third goal by Mantha, to even let it get to that point, the Golden Knights, once they surrendered the 2-1 lead, the minute they surrendered that lead, it became quite obvious that they were just playing for the tie. They, were, they, they looked lost. Uh, Detroit, which is not normally a good forechecking team, was forechecking the living hell out of the Golden Knights in that third period. The Golden Knights had nine shots total in that third period. It did not look like any of them were close to dangerous chances. Detroit rocked them the minute they tied the game, and they completely stole the momentum. And... I could probably see it from Brady McNabb's point of view. Maybe they just needed something to kind of spark a last second surge before the game went into overtime, but you do not make that kind of mistake. That was a terrible mistake by a veteran blue liner who has no business trying to play the puck the way that he attempted to. And it was a bad mistake and it cost them the game. It's one thing if you're going into DC on Saturday against one, a team that's just better than you, two, a team that's probably one of the hottest teams in the league, if not the hottest team in the league. You can live with that. You can live losing 5-2 to against that team. It's another to go into the house of the worst team in the league, a team that is averaging 2.1, who came into the game averaging 2.18 goals per game and was allowing three, almost more than three and a half goals per game coming in. And you only register 19 shots? And you only register two goals? That is unacceptable for this team. And as a result, the Golden Knights are now 9, 7, and 3. And again, I can do math. 19 games in. There is still 63 to go. But this team looks lost. This team looks lost. They look like they look like an expansion team. I don't care if it's early anymore. You had a chance to get 5 points on this road trip and you should have done it. And the worst part is and I touched on this on Friday, I believe. There is no one mistake that the Golden Knights can point to and say that's the fixable one. That is a spot where if we can put the the cork in the hole to stop the flooding, it'll be fixed. There is nothing there. There is nothing there. 
that says if the Golden Knights fix this, all their problems will be solved. The defensive pairings keep getting shuffled. The forward lines keep getting shuffled. The pair, Derek England is not helping the cause at this current juncture. He needs to be out for a while because he is not helping the cause. The third line is the third line is just an abysmal abomination right now. Cody Glass is quite literally fending for his life right now on that third line. And it's unreal to see that that line, no matter if you put Brandon Peary in, no matter if you put Tomas Nosek in, they cannot generate any quality scoring chances. And as a result of that, you are relying on your two lines who, God willing, is doing everything in their power to at least provide the scoring. At least three of those players at this moment are doing something. Those three players are Max Pacioretty, William Carlson, and Riley Smith. Max Pacioretty, this is the stat that blows my mind. And I had to do a double take on this. Max Pacioretty scored a goal, scored his fourth goal in five games tonight. Um, so he's on a tear. He's up to six goals this year. So two stats, actually, now that I think about it. Two stats have blown my mind. One, the Golden Knights are now one, three, and two in games where Max Pacioretty scores a goal. Insane. Okay. The second stat to that is, in the stint of which Max Pacioretty has scored four goals in five games, Paul Stasny has not scored a point in the last six games. Mark Stone has not scored a point in the last four. I have absolutely no idea how that could even be manageable, but it is. Those two have been quiet and they're not getting it done. Riley Smith leads the team in goals with 10. And he had an assist to Jonathan Marchessault, who scored his fourth goal of the season and only his second goal at five on five. Those three names... What I just mentioned, William Carlson has 12 assists. Those three names, Carlson, Pacioretty, Smith, are the only guys in the top six right now that are getting it done. Marcheseau has been too quiet, and Stone and Stasny have been dead silent. They've been dead silent since, I believe, I want to say Nevada Day. They have been unable to score. They have been unable to take over a game. That line as a unit has not been able to produce anything. So when you only have half of your top six producing your third line, which has been unbelievably bad in recent stints, it'd be hard for me to think that if Alex Tuck comes back, it'll save him. Because if Cody Eakin cannot score a goal, when Mark Stone wrestles the puck away from three Red Wings on a penalty kill and finds a wide open Cody Eakin who walks in on the, on the Red Wings goaltender, and he completely misses the net, I don't know if there's any saving for Cody Eakin this year. I don't. I don't know if you can save him. If he doesn't score, then when is he going to score? Because the third line was contingent on Cody Eakin keeping the form that he had last year, and right now it's not happening. And Cody Glass, is just, the poor kid, is just working his tail off, and he's not getting rewarded for anything he's doing. Brandon Perry cannot play offense right now to save his life. Tomas Nosek, God willing, is not helping because his four-check game doesn't help uh, that third line. 
So your only hope is that Alex Tuck comes back for this upcoming stint of five and six games at home, which he more than likely will. And maybe that will cure some things because it took two games to say, okay, that third line looks back. And then once Tuck left, well, once Tuck got hurt, it all just went awry. It just went all went awry. So hopefully that is the fix. I do love Nicholas Waugh on the fourth line. He had a fantastic game and he had the primary assist on Pacioretty's goal uh, to give Vegas a 2-1 lead on Sunday. So I love Nicholas Waugh. Keep him in there. But man, oh man, um, the defense also needs to get something going in the offensive end. There has got to be a way to get Theodore and Schmidt going. There's got to be a way to initiate some offense. Shea Theodore had an assist today. He had an assist on Marshall's goal. That was his second point in 13 games. Let, let me repeat that one more time. Shea Theodore, two points in 13 games. How in the world is your top offensive defenseman only producing two points in 13 games? And I get it. You know what? I, I, will, I will chalk it up to this. Him undergoing uh, the whole testicular cancer scare and not having a whole preseason to get conditioned. And, you know, he got off to a slow start last year, too. I can understand that, but you need him to produce. You also need Nate Schmidt to produce. He's not producing. If those two aren't going, the other four, no matter who you put there in the third pairing, whether it's Nick Hague, who's not going to get a lot of opportunities given with who he's paired with. I mean, he's been with Theodore the last couple of games. I still like that pair. I still think it should stay. But if he's not getting it done and those two aren't producing offensively, you just have three and I'll go three and a half defensemen who are just standing around and not getting anything done. How do you fix that? There's really no immediate fix to do in this. The Golden Knights just, they need to go back to playing fast hockey where it's gotten them for the last couple of years. Right now, they don't look fast. They're not looking like they're playing as a cohesive unit. They're not converting on chances they need to be converting. And as a result, it's costing them against common theme as we've used for the last week and a half now, teams that they should beat. These are teams they should be beating. And these are teams that you need to beat if you want to be taken considered seriously as a Stanley Cup contender. And it's not happening right now. It is not happening right now. Guys, are you looking to increase your performance in the bedroom? Are you not getting the results you're hoping for? Now you can get that confidence back and leave the insecurity behind. Here's how. BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com is the first chewable that provides the same FDA-approved ingredients you would find in Cialis or Viagra. No matter when you take it, day or night, or even after you eat dinner, it'll work twice as fast as a regular pill because you're chewing it and digests easier. Uh, It's not just for those who can't reach top billing, if you know what I mean. It's good for any guy who just wants to give it a try and spice some things up in the bedroom. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online, so there's no awkward doctor's visits. There's no face-to-face meetings, and there's no judging. I mean, not that a doctor would judge you, obviously, because that would violate a lot of regulations, but uh, there's no judging. You don't have to feel embarrassed. It's made in the USA, and Blue Chew will ship directly to your home. And right now, listeners can get their first shipment of Blue Chew free when you use the promo code Locked On. On all you have to do is pay $5 in shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to get your first shipment free. So now the Golden Knights go home. 
Five of their next six are at home. This is the time the Golden Knights need to string something together. This is the time. I'm just going to read you off these opponents, and when I read you these opponents, you will agree with me. This is the perfect opportunity. Chicago at home. They still have never lost to Chicago. That should be a winnable game. At LA on an early Saturday, no matter who you put in net, that should be a win. Back-to-back against Calgary. I would not be shocked, though, as I say that, I would not be shocked if Marc-Andre Fleury got both of those games because they did that to him last year where he got the early game and then he more than 24 hours enough of rest to get ready for the game the following day. I would not be shocked if that were the case, but against Calgary at home, that should be that should be a win. Then Toronto, toss-up. If they played the way that they did against Toronto on Thursday, I think Vegas at home would be a better chance to win that game. But I will say that's a toss-up. I'll even say they lose. San Jose, enough said. San Jose is not getting it done right now. That should be a win. And then Edmonton, still atop the Pacific, still pacing it very well. And considering the success the Golden Knights have had against Pacific Division now, 5-1 and one, to this point, I see four winnable games in that stretch. Chicago, LA, Calgary, San Jose. If they can win at least four in that stretch, then maybe we can kind of ease off a little bit and say, okay, the Golden Knights have finally figured a way to string some wins together. They are back on track. They have got to come away at least four and two in this stretch. Anything less would constitute as a failure. Anything less than that would be constituted as a failure. And I'm going to throw overtime losses and shootout losses into that four and two. I don't want to hear about, oh, Golden Knights played well. They got a point. That has been a very boring theme over the last week and a half. The Golden Knights need to get some wins. They've got to at least win four of six. If they go 4-0-2 and get 10 points out of 12, fantastic job, Johnny. You did a great job there. But if they do anything less than 4-2, and I think that would be a failure. It probably would not. The only way it would be worse of a failure than this road trip is if they went like two and four or one and five. The Golden Knights need to start winning some games. Like we've we've reached the point now. We're coming up on the first quarter of the season, and as for as good as Alex Tuck is, are we really going to sit here and believe that Alex Tuck is going to lead the charge in getting the Golden Knights back on track? It doesn't take just one guy. It's a collective effort right now. It is a collective effort to watch this team literally fail at what it's doing. And again, 19 games in, I know there is going to be the contingent that says 19 games in, it's still early November. We haven't even reached Thanksgiving yet. Calm the hell down, Danny. I I know there is a contingent there. But they lost to the Red Wings on Sunday. I don't care if it was a back-to-back. They lost to the Red Wings. And I don't care if the Red Wings just got off beating Boston the other day. The Golden Knights have not played well since Nevada Day. The the minute they lost 6-1 to Colorado, it just seems like they have been outclassed and outmatched by almost every team that they faced. And again, it, it's always, I always say it's the little things. It's the little things where if they can clean up this, they clean up that, 
if they can, you know, do this and do that, they just clean up those little things, they would be in a much better position record-wise than they'd be in right now. And at least if they had beaten Winnipeg and at least if they'd beaten uh, Montreal, I think you could have lived with the fact that they went, that they would go uh, one, two, and one on this road trip. I think you could have lived with that, knowing that they still won games that they were supposed to win. So even if you went one, two, and one, you can chalk it up and say, okay, bad stretch, they're coming back home, everything's fine. No, everything is not fine. Because the golden, it's a combination now of the Golden Knights not playing well at home, and it's a combination of the Golden Knights not being able to maintain a lead. The Golden Knights have blown a lead in the third period four times since Halloween. We're on November 11th right now. Halloween was October 31st. I don't do math very well, but I would venture to guess that's about two weeks. And you've played... you played what? Uh, four or five games? Since Halloween? That's bad. Any way you slice it is bad. And I'm not saying hit the panic button, because it, it's definitely too early to hit the panic button. Like, oh, we gotta, you got to trade everybody, you know, clean up shop, this and the other thing. I, I, I wouldn't do that. But I'm not afraid to say when the team is playing bad right now. Right now, this team is playing bad. And it's not just one simple thing to fix. It's a whole bunch of issues that not only is it a whole bunch of different issues, that's one thing. The other issue with it being more than one issue is that there's no immediate fix to those issues. You can't just, you know, with the snap of a finger go, okay, we'll do this for the one game and then it's fixed. No, they've got to find a way to string wins together. And that's why this upcoming stretch of five at six at home is going to, we're going to be coming back at the end of December, or the, at the end of November, going into December, talking about this stretch of five and six at home. And if the Golden Knights do not produce, then we'll be right back talking about the same damn thing over and over again. This team should be better than where it is right now. And I get it. There are still teams that should be doing a lot better than where they are, a la San Jose a la Tampa Bay. There are teams, a la Dallas, even though Dallas is on fire right now. There are teams that should be doing much better than where they are, but this is a team that mortgaged its entire future on going after Mark Stone. This is a team that mortgaged its entire immediate future by making sure they retain William Carlson for eight years and having to ship Eric Halla and Colin Miller out out the door. This is a team that is doing, making all of these decisions. And they should be, the expectations for that, based on those moves, should be exponentially greater. And the Golden Knights know that, and they need to be better for it. And Sunday should have been, Sunday should be the wake up call where everybody in that locker room goes, you know what, we're a lot better than we are. And they need to be pissed off. And they need to reflect that in their play. I'm not saying be over-aggressive, but show people why you were the Stanley Cup, why you were in the Stanley Cup final two years ago. Show people why you were one win away from taking out the Sharks, and if not for a terrible call, would have gone on to the second round. And show them, show the people why you are a dangerous team. Show the people why you should be considered a Stanley Cup contender because right now I don't see it. I see a team that can make the playoffs, but they probably get bounced in round one. 
this is a team that is much better than where it should be. And the fact that we are talking here on Monday that they lost to the Detroit freaking Red Wings is unbelievable. So now you got to go back and win against Chicago and go from there. You should beat Chicago. You should beat LA. You should beat Calgary. Even on a back-to-back, you should beat those three. Toronto, if you lose, if you win those three and lose to Toronto, fine. And then if you come back and you beat San Jose, even better. Because you are taking care of business in your division. And Edmonton is the only top hurdle in that list where I can see, okay, they might lose. Because Edmonton is still atop the division. They are on fire. This stretch, five of their next six at home, is crucial. I want to come back at the end of, at the end of November and say this team is back because they took care of business, which is something they haven't done in the last two and a half weeks. If they can take care of business, I will feel a little bit better knowing that they have to go on the road at the end of November. I believe it's Dallas-Nashville, and then they come back for the Black Friday game against Arizona. If they can come into that stretch at the end of November with a positive stretch, four out of, uh, at least win four of six, then I might let up a little bit. Anything less than that, I would constitute as a failure. I would. There is no reason why Vegas should not be getting four of six in this stretch. And if they don't, I don't know what the hell you got to do. I don't know what the hell you got to do to fix it. But they've got to fix it. And they've got to fix it quickly. So quick look around the league before we get out of here. Um, Panthers won in a shootout six to five against the Rangers. Panthers are red hot. They keep on winning. Uh, The Stars, as we mentioned earlier, um, they're on fire. Uh, four-game winning streak is over, but a point streak now at five after losing to Winnipeg, three to two in overtime. Uh, the Canucks all of a sudden forgot how to win, as we, you know, I mentioned last week that they were one of the hottest teams in the league. Uh, they lost their fourth in a row after losing two to one in New Jersey. Uh, the Flyers now winners of four in a row and five of their last six after defeating Boston in a shootout, three to two. Uh, fly or hashtag Fly or Die is riding high. Uh, the Blackhawks, a 5-4 home win against Toronto. Uh, huge news for the Maple Leafs, uh, especially with their upcoming uh, game against Vegas. Mitch Marner will not be there. He'll be out for the next four weeks, which is oof. Uh, and finally, Connor McJesus with his fifth hat trick in a 6-2 win for the Oilers uh, against the Ducks. Edmonton continues to pace the rest of Pacific and probably will do so when the Golden Knights will see them on November 23rd. Yeah, so that's that. Um, I I don't know. Like like I said, guys, it, it is it is imperative for the Golden Knights to get back on track, and the way they got to do it is they've got to win at least four of these next six at home, or four of the next six games with the five of the six at home. They've got to. Like I couldn't even imagine if we came back for the last week in November, and they had a losing record. I couldn't even begin to fathom that. But uh, we'll, we'll wrap that up there, and we'll come back uh, later in the week probably to, to discuss. We'll definitely uh, get on track with the Chicago game on Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday still kind of ironing out details, so uh, stay tuned for what we're going to do uh, for Tuesday's show. Uh, but for Wednesday's show, Mailbag Wednesday is coming back this week, so send in your questions. Uh, you can tweet them at LockdownVGK. You can tweet at me at DannyWebster21. I'll also send out some reminders on the Twitter uh, to send in your questions. I'll be taking at least a couple more days of questions. Uh, we'll probably run it the day of previewing the Chicago game. 
Um, we've already got a couple questions in, which is fantastic. Uh, thank you to those of you who have already sent those in. Uh, but send in whatever. It could be VGK related. It could be NHL related in general. Uh, we answered a Star Wars question last week or the last time we did a mailbag. So it can be pop culture. Uh, if you want to ask me how much I adore Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis playing for my Mavs right now, you can ask me that. I, I Whatever you want to ask. Feel free to send in a question, as long as it's you know a decent question and not something where I ask if I have to choose between a, a golden retriever puppy and a beagle puppy. I don't know if I can do that. That'd be terrible. Uh, but whatever you want to ask, we'll make it happen. And we'll be bringing back Mailbag Wednesday uh, this week. So make sure you send in your questions, whatever they may be, because I'm pretty sure a lot of you got some grievances that you want to air or you want me to answer for, the, uh, for that uh, mailbag session. So make sure you do that. Make sure you send those in, and uh, we'll be good to go. Uh, so that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you for listening. I know this is a little bit of a long one, a little bit of a long ranting one, um, but we we had to do it. I mean, the Golden Knights lost to the Red Wings. I think over under now, I think that's like the eighth time I've said that in this uh, half an hour plus podcast, but it, it's true. It is true. The reality of the fact is the Golden Knights are not playing well, and they've got to start playing better. They've got to start playing better, and this stretch coming up is the first time to do it. So we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, we'll, we're kind of ironing out the details of what we're going to do for Tuesday's episode. Um, but w- when we finally iron those out, we will definitely let you know. So thank you, guys. Uh, have a good week. Have a good rest of your day. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And thank God the music is playing us out because, oh, my gosh. All right. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you later. Oh,